So in Mark chapter 9, we have a story of a, of a boy, a young boy. It's mute. They bring him to Jesus. And seeing Jesus, this, this spirit immediately throws the boy into this, into this convulsion. He just throws the boy. He's rolling around on the ground. He's foaming at the mouth. Quite a show, huh? Let's look at verse 17. We're going to start here. Then it says, one of the crowd answered, and he said, teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. Right there, you know, this is not the work of the Holy Spirit because this boy has been or was robbed of his speech. Okay. And wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and he becomes rigid. I just want you to think about this for a moment. This happens to be a mute spirit that we're talking about, that this boy literally had. That threw him, that, that's a demon that was throwing him around and causing him to go into these convulsions and gnashing of his teeth and everything, right? That, that's a demon spirit. So for you, it may not be a demon spirit that is muzzling your mouth and then causing you to have all this rolling and, and, and all, all, all this you know, bizarre behavior, but you still might be under a form of intimidation. You still might be under a form of the enemy's hand, which is gripping you, and you're not able to speak as much as you would like, or you still might be talking. You may not be completely mute, but you're not free, and you know it. You don't have the freedom, and you know it, but you're, yet you love God. And you know that that doesn't make sense. In other words, theologically, you know that you are free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. You know that you've chosen Jesus. You know that you are free. But yet, if truth be told, there are times, I'm sure it's not every day, but certain situations, certain scenarios, where you feel that intimidation. You can't speak. You don't feel comfortable. It's like somebody has a muzzle over your mouth. And even when you do say something, you don't feel the liberty to speak Freely, does this bear witness with anyone here in this room? Yeah, and I know it also does. Yes, amen. Online, I want you to put yourself in this, in this, in, in this testimony that we're reading, this, this portion of scripture that we're reading here today. Don't disqualify and go, okay, well, she's going to read about some mute boy. Okay, that doesn't really pertain to me. So, yes, it does for some of you more than you, more than maybe you thought of before. So, teacher, I brought to you my son who has a mute spirit, and whenever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashing at his teeth. Then he becomes rigid, rigid, stiff, unable to feel, unable to move. I mean, come on, even as I describe this, I know I've experienced this. I know you've just testified that you've experienced this. He says, so I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. Not everybody understands, not disciples, let's just say other Christians, okay? Not everybody understands the power, the dunamis power that they carry to cast that thing out. They might say, go to the doctor. They might say, go get some counseling. They might say, let me just pray for you, but they don't cast it out. We got to cast those things out. Amen. We Remember, we have authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. So he says, I went to your disciples, but they were not able. Verse 19, he says, he answered them and he said, oh, faithless generation. In other words, oh, you of little faith. 
faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Let me tell you, Christ in you can. You may think you can't, but Christ in you can. That's the difference. The minute that you think, oh, I could do this, but it's you, you're going to come up against a stronger demon sometime, and you're going to realize, I can't do this. You can't do this in and of yourselves. But if Christ be for you, you can, and he is. If Christ be in you, you can, and he is. You can cast that thing out. As long as you just remember that it's being cast out by the hand of God, by the finger of God, and you just need to walk completely connected, one, with the spirit of the living God, and you will cast that thing out, and you will drive that thing as you, wherever it needs to, back to the pit, let it go, but tell it to go. Christ in you can. Say, Christ in me can. Then he brought him, he says, he brought him to him, okay? And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him. So they brought this demonized boy to Jesus. And when that spirit in that boy saw Jesus, immediately the spirit convulsed him. Demons are afraid of you. They are literally afraid of godly Christians that understand the power that they've been given. They are afraid of you. They are afraid of tongue-talking Christians that understand by the blood of Jesus, we take authority over every victimizing spirit and cast it to the ground. They are afraid of you. They're not afraid of every Christian. They're not afraid of every Christian because if... if they're not afraid of a Christian that lives compromised. They're not afraid of a Christian that doesn't really understand their, the power of God in them. They're not afraid of them. What they are afraid of is your resemblance to Jesus because it's Jesus Christ that intimidates them. So that's why I started with the identity that we have in Christ is what we can never lose sight of. Always hang on to that. Okay, he brings this, this demonized boy to Jesus and immediately the spirit convulses him. He, he falls on the ground. He's, he's foaming at the mouth. He's wallowing. He's foaming at the mouth. And so we asked his father. So Jesus looks at this boy. I mean, can you just imagine? He's just on the floor, and he's totally making this scene. He's probably just, like, looking at him. He's rolling around. Foam's coming out of his mouth. He's just, and he's just looking at him. Like, okay. And finally, he says, okay, how long has he had this? How long has this been going on? Like, how long are we going to tolerate this show? He says, from childhood. From childhood. Oh, we don't know how old this boy was, but from childhood. So in other words, it's been some time, right? He says, and often he has thrown, then he goes and he explains what this poor father had to go through. He says, well, he, it often throws him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. It throws him into the fire and it throws him into the water to destroy him. Really? Yes, really. If you give the enemy an opportunity, he wants to destroy your lives. He throws them into the fire and he throws them into the water. Why? To drown him, to burn him up, to kill him. Right? And so let's go back to the scenario that we're talking about you. Right? With that, whether it be intimidation or fear or you're not able to speak. The enemy is trying to rob you of who you're called to be. To literally silence your voice. To rob you, to just tell you you're not gonna say you're not gonna say what you you know what God has already put within you to say, to speak truth, the gatherings, your family gatherings at home, at work, at church, anywhere you go, trying to rob you of God's confidence in you. But we need you. The church needs fiery Christians. 
that are going to stand up boldly. The church at large, generally the church, we need every single person at their role, doing their role at their, at their position, right? Standing in their position, doing the will of God, unashamed and unafraid. But some may need to have that spirit cast out, especially since you're not, you may not be rolling on the floor and foam may not be coming out of your mouth. But if it was to be put in a certain scenario, that's exactly what it is like. Think about the words that might be coming out of your mouth that are not of God. It's like the words like that foam just coming out of him, just foaming out of him. And it's not of God. Are we hearing what I'm saying? We cannot say this is an isolated incident that has nothing to do with me. Yes, it does. A hundred percent it does. If you have eyes to see, if you have ears to hear. We know it wasn't the will of God for this to happen, right? For this boy to be stuck like this, right? This was not the will of God. So it's also not the will of God for you, even for one moment, to have that intimidation, to have that silence, to have that, that muzzle, so to speak, over your mouths. Not the will of God. Don't get me wrong. God tells you to be quiet. You're quiet. But I'm talking about when God is, he's urging you to speak, Amen. right? So he says, how long? He says, ever since he's been a child, from childhood, thrown him into the ground, throw into the fire, into the water to destroy him. And then here's where the father kind of reveals his, his own lack of faith. He says, but, he says, if you can do anything. Wait a minute. <laughs> Did you forget who you're talking to right now? You're talking to Jesus. He says, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. I love that Jesus didn't get offended. He didn't reprimand him and say, excuse me, do you know who you're talking to? He didn't say, oh, you were little faith. Jesus said to him, I mean, he kind of already did that. <laughs> oh, faithless generation. But he was referring to his disciples. Verse 23, he says, Jesus says this. If you can believe, he, he turns it on him. If you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. He says, if you can believe, you know, what do you mean? But, but if you can do anything, Jesus turns it around and says, if you can believe all things are possible for those who believe, but if you can believe, sometimes people don't receive because they don't have faith to receive. Sometimes people receive healing, deliverance. They walk out the room. They walk out the door. They lose what they received because it wasn't, they didn't receive it with their own faith. They received it with somebody else's faith and they didn't have the faith to hang on to what they received. If you can have faith, if you can have faith to receive what God is giving you today, you will receive it and you will hang on to it. If you have faith that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, he wants to free you and set you free completely. I just find it interesting that he's questioning, you know, but if you can do anything, Lord, have compassion on us and heal us. But the question should not be on Jesus' power. The question should never be on the power of the Lord, but on your own faith. Do you have faith? Do you have faith to receive that which you are asking? Because if you have faith, God's not going to stop you. He's not going to block you. It's the faith that you carry that moves the mountains. So immediately the father of the child cried out and he said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. And when, and then Jesus saw that people started running together. He rebukes that unclean spirit right away. He doesn't even address the help my unbelief. Why? Because the crowd started to gather, right? There was a crowd that started to gather. And immediately it says that Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and he said, deaf and dumb spirit. He didn't just say mute spirit. He said deaf and dumb spirit. 
I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. He addressed that spirit right away, immediately. Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you to come out of him, out of him now, right? Why? There's crowds that were gathering. It was, a, it was attracting all this attention. Jesus is not in it for a show. He is not in it. He is not trying. He does not want to uh, create all, all this attention on a demon. Just deal with it. Just get it out of there and keep moving on and preach Jesus. How about preaching Jesus? Deal with the demon, cast it out, but preach Jesus. Don't let the demon have his, his show time, his spotlight. Just get rid of it. Crowds were gathering. Jesus didn't go, oh, this is a great time for a lesson. Everyone come. Let me just wait. Let's wait till more people join this live. Let's just wait for more people to join in, you know, before I cast this demon out. How about just cast out the demon and preach Jesus? How about we preach what people actually need? They need Jesus is what they need. All of these things will be added unto you if you just seek demons and how to cast them out. No, if you just seek him. He seek him. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Seek him. Do you believe that God will equip you to walk in dunamis power? To cast out the demons, to heal the sick. When it's our lot, it's our mandate, it's our calling. We've been assigned, commissioned to do this. Absolutely. So he will help you with that when we seek him first. So immediately the father cries out, you know, with tears. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I love the fact that here's this, this dad. You know, he's crying out with tears. We don't know how long this boy was was tormented like this, but all I do know is if you had a child, like put yourself into this literal story right now, you, if you had a child that was completely being manipulated, possessed and abused in this way, and then all of a sudden he's falling in the fire, and then he's falling in the water, I mean, you wouldn't want to even go to work. You'd be wanting to watch that kid 24-7, you wouldn't want to go to sleep, and some of us have had that. We have had that this exact scenario where you don't want to go to sleep. You don't want to step out of your house because you have to keep your eyes on this individual and be the man or the woman in charge and on charge and watching and taking authority until freedom finally comes, until they're loose and freed for true, like really forever, for good. So many different scenarios that I could paint on this, this, this one story, but it's true. We're called by God. So he says, you know, Help my unbelief. And I, I love this because, number one, I'm going to encourage you not to pray that. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. No. You cast out the unbelief. What do you mean, help my unbelief? Okay, I'm stepping on some toes now, which is a good thing. It's a good thing that I'm stepping on toes because, you know, how else are you going to feel the pain? <laughs> Sometimes when you step on toes, people feel pain, right? They go, ouch. Yes, that ouch makes you look within. And go, wait, I've said that. I know, I said it too years ago. Uh-uh, no more. You know, Lord, I do believe. Help my unbelief. No more. What do you mean help my unbelief? How are we going to help it? Should we feed it more unbelief? How are we going to help it? Like, think biblically what you're even saying. Lord, help my unbelief. Lord, help me. I understand what he's trying to say. I understand he's saying, Lord, help me to get rid of this unbelief. But why are you asking God to do something he's actually called you to do? 
He says, you are going to cast out demons. He says, you're going to submit to God. You're going to resist the devil and he's going to flee from you. Why are you asking God to do for you what he's told you to do for you? Unbelief is a spirit. Unbelief just wants to grow as you feed it. And those kinds of prayers are just more prayers of unbelief. That's all it is. Oh, Lord, help my unbelief. Listen, you're a believing believer. Stop praying that way. Stop talking that way. The Lord will start to quicken you as you hear this message. The next time you're going to go, oh, no, I said it. It's okay. Just I cast that thing out. I don't walk in unbelief. The only way I please God is if I believe and have faith. Are we getting this today? As Christians, we can't use that prayer and go, well, he said it. Well, for all you know, he wasn't even a believer. And you're just assuming that he is. Some man in some crowd that brings some son to Jesus. We don't even know who he is. And you're praying the same prayer. But here's the thing. It's not biblical. Because we're called to walk in belief. And it's the only way that pleases God is through faith. Right? So when we speak things that are of unbelief, especially by saying, Lord, help my. What do you mean my? Help my. Um, now you're owning it. It's my. It's my unbelief. Don't you touch it. It's my unbelief. No. Stop identifying and stop owning that unbelief. People like own it, like it's their thing, like that's mine. It's like, I'm gonna have it. I don't want it. Kicking that thing out. No thanks. No, so, so if you get nothing else out of this message, just remember this. I'm not trying to bring shame and condemnation, I'm just help, trying to help you guys come alive. Expose any areas that the enemy may have subtly, and he does that all the time, put his, his, his ways, you know? And then it becomes so, so um, acceptable in Christian circles because everybody starts to say it. But trust me, after today, you won't. After today, you'll hear it and you'll go, what? I can't believe I just said that. Should I say something or not? Should I say something or not? Then it'll be this inner, oh, no, should I say something to them or not? They just said, help my unbelief. And it was in a prayer circle, too. Everybody heard it. It's okay. All we do is, Lord, open up their understanding. Help them, Lord, because I was once there do. So this is verse 25. All the crowds are coming. Jesus just deals with the spirit. Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you to come out of him and enter him no more. The spirit, the demon spirit, cries out in this convulsion, right? And, and I can just imagine shaking this, this young kid. And, but he comes out of him. And, and he, he comes out and he became as one dead even so to where many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up. He rose him up. He, he says, no. He says, and he says, when he, Jesus, came into the house, his, disciple asked, his disciples asked him, why could we not cast it out? There you see different levels in, of warfare and, and demons. And he said, because this kind can only come out by by nothing but prayer and fasting. By nothing but prayer and fasting. So we refuse to allow the enemy to think that he is one. Because we already have in Christ. We already have. Hey, we're always learning and growing. And we're going to continue. I mean, some of us learned this today, this one little phrase that's going to change our life. <laughs> Omitting this phrase is going to change our lives. Why? Because we're not going to partner with unbelief. Not willingly. When we recognize it, we're going to say, we cast that thing out. So, Father, right now, I thank you for what the word that was just spoken, the word that was just preached. Father, this boy literally had a deaf and mute spirit. 
Some of them may sometimes be under a spirit of intimidation that muzzles them and does not allow them to speak freely and clearly. And wherever that may be, whomever you may be, wherever this is in operation right now, I just, if, you ha- if I have your agreement, do I have your agreement right now? Okay, so Father, because we are in agreement, and that's very important in the spirit, to be in agreement, because I have their agreement, Father God. Wherever this seed, even just a small seed, may be planted on the inside of them, and it just kind of rises up whenever it wants to, and then it goes back down and kind of hidden, and then it pops up whenever it wants to, you know, no, no longer are we going to tolerate that. Right now, we cast out that spirit. We cast out that mute, that spirit of muteness. We command that deaf and dumb spirit to be cast out now. That spirit that would keep you silent, rob you from confidence, rob you from speech. We command that spirit right now to be uprooted and to be removed from your life, to completely be removed now in the name of Jesus. You will not walk under a spirit of intimidation. You will not walk under a spirit of fear because it is not your identity in Christ. So, Father, right now, I thank you for filling them with the Holy Ghost. Fill them with the Holy Ghost, with the boldness of Christ. I thank you that the boldness of Christ. I thank you it's the love of God. I thank you that they know that they know that they know, Lord, what you have called them to do. They know that they know that they know who they are in Christ. And they will not let anything nor anyone intimidate, manipulate, or dominate them from this day forward in the name of Jesus. I thank you for this new day. We decree it's a new day. And we're walking in the fullness of this new day in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. When I was a fairly young believer and... I mean, I had already been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I was already moving in gifts. But I was very new at it still. Well, word got around the church that we were at. And I don't know what word got around. That's the thing. You just never know what people think about you. But they also were telling me, you know, you know, that, oh, you need to go pray for that person. You need to go pray for that person. I'm like, why don't you pray for that person? You know, why is it me? You know, why do I have to go pray? I mean, that's in my head. I'm like, I mean, okay. But I didn't, now I know word was getting around. Back then, I was like, what is this? Well, there was a Spanish-speaking church and that was also part of the building, and they had a certain section of that building. And um, something happened with one of the individuals from their church. Complete, they're completely speaking Spanish. Like In other words, they don't speak English at all. And um, they bring up this... Sweet little lady, they bring her to me. Our service was over. Theirs was just about ready to begin. They bring this lady. They're all surrounding her. You know, she has her whole, all of her family and friends all supporting her. And I'm looking at this lady, and I'm just looking at her, and she's like, just like, please. Kind of like, if you can do anything, help me. Have compassion, help me. Kind of like that's a look on her face, right? And um, I'm trying to understand what's wrong with her. Okay, well, what's wrong with her? What's, you know, and they're mostly all Spanish speaking. Okay. One was trying really hard to tell me what he could tell me in English. It was not helping at all. It's, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to pray. You know, and so I pray. And I'm like, I'm just going to pray in the spirit. Spirit to spirit, the Holy Spirit knows what she needs, right? Lay my hands on her. I pray. They're all like happy. She's crying, you know. They're all happy, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm glad they're happy. I don't know what happened, but I'm glad that she's happy. They're all happy. Something good must have happened. Great, wonderful. Praise God, we're done. So I'm, I'm leaving. I'm getting 
messed up and everything. And uh, they go upstairs to their Spanish-speaking area where they were going to have church. And um, then they come back down. This time they come down, not in this, please, if you could help me, you know. This time it was this frantic frenzy of, oh, my gosh, you have to help us. I'm like, what is it? So they got one of their, we got the pastor, they're, they're the pastor of the church, to help me understand what is going on here. Um, so when they first came up, this woman, you know, I don't know what was, you know, she needed prayer, she needed help, something in her body, she was sick. Okay, there was, she received her healing, but they went back up and she was mute. She received her healing, but she got mute. They come back to tell me, this pastor is telling me this. I'm a young believer in the gifts, moving in the gifts. I'm new at this. Guess what the first thing the enemy did? Spirit of intimidation. You did it. Your fault. You cursed her. I'm going, how did this happen? What did I do? All they did was pray in the spirit. Couldn't understand a word they were saying. So I'm praying in the spirit. How could this have happened? You know? And so I am literally like afraid. I'm going, oh, my gosh, I made her mute. I made her mute. Oh, no, now what do I do? I made her mute, right? And they're back. I'm like, couldn't they have at least gone to somebody else to fix this? Now I have to fix this? You know, I'm new, remember. No, I don't have to fix, you know, but I'm new at this. So, so they're all in front of me. I'm feeling so intimidated. I did not want to pray for anybody else ever again. I did. I did not want to. After this, I was like, I'm not going to pray for anybody else ever again. Because, oh my gosh, there's something wrong in me. Because I just made this woman go mute. Yeah, she got healed, but she can't talk. So, but then all of a sudden, the boldness of the Lord came upon me. Thank God for the boldness of the Lord. The boldness of the Lord came upon me. And I just lay my hands on her. I started taking authority. I started taking authority. And this woman starts to, you know, come out and she starts to pray. and or, Not pray. She starts to speak. And they're all like, oh, yay. They're all happy, and they're all clapping. And I'm just going, oh, my gosh, just get me out of here. I'm happy for you, too, but I just want to go. I don't want to be, please don't ask me for prayer again. Do you know that for years that tormented me? It did. It tormented me. I didn't want to pray for anybody after that. The enemy tried to use that to, well, one of the many. I had many other things that were similar. That we tried to use that. To tell me, see, it was my fault. I cursed her. No, I was just praying in tongues. But see, what happens is this. When you have demons and something gets cast out, right, sometimes it just moves. It doesn't actually get cast out. It just kind of goes from here to here, right? And so like, oh, I can move my arm. Yeah, but now your, your leg is stuck. You know what I mean? So it kind of moves, right? Sometimes demons just jump around. Well, with her, it went from healing her physically, but it went to her vocal cords where she couldn't now speak. It wasn't that I did this to her. She just needed really more deliverance because that demon was on the move. It was, on the, it, was, it was running. It was being chased and it was running and it appeared that way. But look at how the enemy tries to make you feel intimidated. You are called by God and he knows it. And so he tries to silence your voice, but you're gifted by God, but he tries to silence you. But we're not going to let him, are we? We are not going to let him. We're going to make sure that we realize, okay, Lord, what happened? Help me to understand. Of course, 
Help me to understand what's going on here. Of course. But don't let the enemy put a spirit of intimidation, a silencing spirit upon you because you are called by God to speak truth and to be his witnesses. Amen? Amen. Give God the glory. Amen.